Welcome to another episode of our amazing podcast. Today I prepared for you one specific guest who's going to teach us the exact strategies we all need to conquer LinkedIn and even Facebook. As you know, LinkedIn is a Facebook on steroids to be honest. Anyways, I'm not going to spoil pretty much because I'm I have that bad habit of spoiling everything and the guests actually hate me for it. Just kidding. <laughs> and I'll leave you here. I'll I'll let you connect with Derek because he's an amazing guy. And I'm hoping to you're going to get value from that because I did. So I'll see you soon and have an amazing day. Okay, Derek, I want to say one big welcome to the show, mate, and thank you for being contribution to our amazing podcast. We're getting pretty close to 100 episodes and we're super excited for it. But anyways, today in the show, I would like to ask you firstly, please say one big hello to the audience because they're excited to meet you. And second, tell us the most interesting thing about you. Thank you, Nicola. It's a pleasure to be here, and also it's I'm delighted to be given this opportunity to be interviewed by you because uh, you are fast becoming an international phenomenon. Um, when I first received your message, I was quite surprised, and then I had a look at uh, some of the people that you've interviewed, and uh, let me let me say I was extremely impressed. So I'm absolutely delighted to be given the opportunity to be interviewed by you, and um, I look forward to sharing some great insights with both you and your audience great so why don't you tell us the thing you work with like what do you work for uh, i mean you're a facebook coach and linkedin expert i believe yes I am. i'm not great so let's talk more about linkedin at all because the program is made it not it's not like the most uh uh, you know, encounter when you say social media, no one actually say LinkedIn, everyone says Instagram or Facebook. So what is LinkedIn exactly for the listeners who don't know what it is? I describe LinkedIn as the world's largest database of businesses and their employees. Correct. And then it also gives you the social media newsfeed. And then on top of that, it also gives you a profile on you, yourself, that you can literally add anything that you like to all about yourself and what it is that you particularly do or offer. So let's talk more about how you like generate, generate leads and sales with LinkedIn. Isn't it a bit of hard with that program, uh, with that social media? Or is it also easier? Like how do you conquer LinkedIn actually? How do you become an expert in that field? Look, it's, it's like anything really, um, it's a learning curve. It's, it's about learning what you can actually do with the platform and, and how to actually use it. So to answer your question, to generate leads, there's a couple of ways that that can be done. Um, the most important point with generating leads on LinkedIn is to establish, build and nurture the relationship. And so what that literally means, if I put it to you this way, uh, recently, I was asked by a friend of mine who was also interviewing me, and she asked, when is the right time to pitch on LinkedIn? And my answer to that was never. And what that literally means is you don't sell on LinkedIn. You can establish, build, and nurture the relationship to take the conversation to the next level, next level being 
a phone call, a Zoom call, a Skype call, or even a face-to-face -face meeting, an invitation to a webinar or event or something like that. And it's during that next level, that's when you can pitch, but use LinkedIn for the actual communication tool to build those relationships, to find and target and get connected to people, build those relationships and then take it from there. That's one way of doing it. The other way is LinkedIn has um, a subscriber platform called Sales Navigator. And this is quite a, an extraordinary part of the platform where you can narrow down your targeting to specific areas within your niche market and you can establish uh, connections with people in that target market and then build relationships there also. So, Derek, I want to actually say something about the relationships, you know, because on LinkedIn, many people actually overcomplicate networking and actually relationship building. But again, when you make a good relationship with someone you want to actually sell something to, how do you sell it to them? You take the conversation to the next level. So you, you invite them, you literally say to them, where do we go to from here? Okay, shall we set up a Zoom call? Shall we set up a Skype call? Sure. And, you know, I actually want to ask, like, uh, when you make the relationship and you're getting a conversation, when exactly do you think we should, like, introduce our product or anything or our, the, the service we provide? Look, every person is different with that. And so it, you've got to look at LinkedIn as a communication tool. It's a tool that you use to get the conversation started. And then during that conversation, you might turn around to the person uh, and you're looking for mutual areas of interest, things that you might notice on their profile, things that you might notice within the actual flow of the conversation. So another way that you can do it is you can say, do you mind if I send you through some details about what I do? And in many cases, people say, yeah, sure. And so then what you would do is you would send them through a case study, which includes details about what you do. So, uh, you know, we, are, we talk about, you know, making a pitch, you know, sales pitch and all of that. So how do you formulate that message or the pitch to actually be more quali quality based, like more qualified? Like, how do you make that sales pitch so that so the other person has no other choice but to buy something or like, you know, say yes to something? How do you get how do you make the right pitch? Well, the, the key is you don't actually do that on LinkedIn. You use LinkedIn as the tool to drive people to either your phone call or to your webinar or to your event or to a face-to-face -face meeting. And that is where you pitch. So, you know, that actually opened one big topic. You know, LinkedIn can be actually a pretty great tool for offline networking, you know, not just online, exactly. but offline, offline exactly. networking. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, but you know, when you actually, uh, let's say you're new to LinkedIn and you know, you're not the most confident person, when they say like, you know, to me in person to have a coffee and all of that, you know, you feel kind of, a, you know, maybe, I wouldn't say scared, but like excited, uh, strongly excited. So how can you be calm when you meet the person from LinkedIn, like to have a nice conversation like on LinkedIn? face-to-face, -face. no eye contact and everything, like body language, all good? Um, look, I think the, the best thing to do or the best advice I can offer there is to just get started, to just try, and the more you do it, the better at it you become. 
just try the thing. All right. So yeah. let's yeah. say though, let's say we talk about the new uh, LinkedIn members. Let's not talk about you know the people who actually are on LinkedIn for a long time. So when you are actually a new LinkedIn member, and you know you have a business, let's say. What mm-hmm. is the starting guide to that business? Like, what would you suggest to these new businesses to do and new business owners to do in LinkedIn? Okay, so first of all, number one is to present themselves and their business as best as possible. Importantly, present what they offer as best as possible, as strongly as possible. So that means their profile, that means their company page, and it also means their content. Talking about content, though, uh, do you think we need to put, as a new business, uh, as a new company, uh, content on LinkedIn every day? Do you think it should? It is one of our top priorities. It should be one of our top priorities. Um, look, that's an individual decision. I personally, I, I have company pages of which I post uh, one post on those company pages one day a week. Sorry, one, once a day six days per week okay so that's almost yeah. every day uh, for the company pages and then for my personal profile i post anywhere from three times a week to six times per week so once every day or once every couple of days but yeah but i'm talking like uh, you know uh, not individual not individual but generally do you think we need to put content on linkedin i mean it doesn't matter when but should we do it Absolutely, absolutely. Because one of the beautiful things about LinkedIn is that it's it's a community. If you ask people the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook, that they, they will tell you that it's it's an actual community. So one of the things that you can do with content is you can actually ask questions, and you'll get several different points of view and several different um, ideas about that particular question and what it is that you're asking people. So you can ask people to help you. And they will actually give you some insights. Well, no, I've heard actually that uh, when you, when you say that, like the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn is like that. Facebook is like you know the dude who want to go to the gym, and LinkedIn is like the dude who is buffed up in the gym. You know, like like Facebook on steroids for business owners, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but you know, there's a little truth behind it. But otherwise, do you think LinkedIn is the only platform, uh, you know, professional platform where you can actually, you know, grow a business or Facebook and all the others are also a good choice? Um, Both Facebook and LinkedIn are good for growing businesses. Uh, LinkedIn is very good if you're in the B2B or business to business niche. Facebook is good if you're in the B2C or business to consumer niche. So what's like the difference between B2B and B2C? I'm curious to learn that. Uh, business to business or business to consumer. For example, uh, if your business is primarily generates its revenue from dealing with other businesses, so from providing products or services to other businesses, that's the B2B niche. If your business is um, in the B business to consumer niche, that would be where your business provides product or, or services to individual people, to members of the public, to families, etc. So from your professional view, which one do you think is actually growing in today? Like which one is growing faster than the other one? 
Oh, that's a very good question, Nicola. Um, I would literally have to look up the statistics from, from that, and it would be very different for each individual niche. But to, to give you an, a good example, um, you have corporate accounting firms, for example, okay, um, or merchant banks. Merchant banks are all business to business, so their, their preferred platform would indeed be LinkedIn. Whereas you might have uh, real estate agents, for example, their preferred platform would be Facebook. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, well, let's talk more about the other uh, social media. I mean, I'm not, you're not the, uh, you're not like expert on social medias, but don't you think that, uh, you know, um, like apps like Instagram or uh, Twitter, you know, even Twitter is really old right now. Do you think they're also like, good for one aspect of business of the business world you think they still have like a potential um look i i have clients who i manage their accounts for them and one particular client and the, one of the first suggestions that i made to them was that i don't believe that we need twitter and here's why and we looked at the numbers for their account on twitter and, and they had uh, before i started working with them they had hundreds of posts and they just weren't getting the return, they weren't getting the replies or the interaction. Um, so what we did is we switched everything over to um, LinkedIn and Facebook and it's working much better for them. I personally am not a big fan of Twitter. Other people are fans of it. Um, but for me, it, it's not for me. I've, I've seen too many people get themselves in trouble with Twitter by putting up their first thought and uh, or posting their first thought and as we all know and the audience would know sometimes our first thoughts are not the best ones and sometimes those first thoughts can get us into trouble <laughs> so that's why I prefer to stay away from Twitter but again if you want to actually learn the news I mean that's outside business if you want to learn the news you go to Twitter you know you don't just put on the TV you just go to Twitter and it's always there <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it depends on which news you want to see, though. <laughs> well, let's say, like, um, you know, the hurricane Dorian, you know, that big thing which I hope is going to end, so, you know, that devastating hurricane, um, you know, I believe it was firstly on Twitter, and then actually BBC or CNN, I, I can't remember which news guy first, but, you know, it was like an um, average thing, and with the time it got, like, uh, you know, hot news, you know, it was breaking news, it was like a mm -hmm. big thing. But again, the first one, the first one was, I believe, in Twitter. You know, they uh, posted out. And when when you talk about, let's say, Elon Musk, you know, uh, the guy's amazing. But again, he got banned from like Instagram. He got uh, he isn't using a lot of his Facebook page. But on Twitter, he's very very active. I'm not gonna lie with you. <laughs> also, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. um, the other day, I actually heard that Elon Musk had. Um removed his Facebook page for SpaceX. Um, yeah, apparently he's not impressed with Facebook right now. Um, and Instagram, as you know, is owned by Facebook. Um, so maybe there's a connection there. I, I, I don't know. Well, to be honest, no, Elon is spending like 100 hours per week working out, working, you know, so... Um, I don't think like he really cares about social media, but when he has something to say, dude says it all, you know, he's like brutally honest, which is awesome to be honest, you know, 
for a for a business person, I believe you know you need to be honest. Of course, not brutally honest. But what is your opinion on that? Do you think, as a business owner or a coach or a trainer or whatever, you need to be like completely honest, or you need to have flattery in that? Oh no, I, I believe in a thousand percent honesty for for one reason, and that is um, when you're a hundred percent honest with yourself then you can be 100% honest with others. And being honest is all about being authentic. And one of the things that social media will clearly bring out or demonstrate or flush out is people not being authentic, okay? Um, and so it's it's important to be authentic on, on social media. Well, how do you think we can actually be authentic? Like, what is the meaning of authenticity, like the word itself? Like, how can you be authentic in that 21st century where everyone can copy others, everyone can be, uh, you know, the next Bill Gates or something, you know, onwards, of course. And, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of copies today. So how can we be more authentic to ourselves and to others? The, the, the key is, is it's, it's okay to model what other people do. Um, so you might get an idea from somebody's post, for example. You might think, yeah, that's – I was thinking about something similar to that post the other day, and, and you see um, – somebody's posted something that's of interest to you so it, it's not being authentic if you directly copy or directly model that post but on the other hand if you use that post that of interest that is of interest to you to give you some ideas for your post and you wait a period of time and then you put up your version of that particular post which is different it's got your own touch to it, if you will, um, then that's okay. But the key is to, to make your content your own content. Don't copy things directly or exactly. Well, why if, you know, the content is actually not that interesting? You, you know, you like it, but the one who, but the targeted audience doesn't really like it because it's not like maybe interesting for them or not long enough and all of that. So, yeah. The, the key to making your content interesting is to involve your audience, okay? And so what that literally means is um, you, you've got to give your audience a reason to like and to interact with your content. And then importantly, a CTA or a call to action. In other words, invite them to share their, their thoughts, their opinions, their comments below. Well, you know, basically engage with your audience. But what if you don't have an audience, even you know, not even one person? Should you okay. like still, uh, should you like still try uh, to engage with even if even if like uh, you know your audience is not watching, but some other people? Yeah, absolutely. Here's here's what's interesting. You can open up a, a brand new LinkedIn account. Let's say you, you've never used LinkedIn before and you open up your LinkedIn account tomorrow. Um, you basically set up your profile and you complete your profile, preferably to the level of all-star. Um, and so you, you add as much information as you can about yourself onto your LinkedIn profile. And then you can start to search for content that is of interest to you. Okay, and so once you've found that content that's of interest to you, then you can start to like and interact with that content. So by liking and interacting with other people's content in a niche that's of interest to you, you're actually beginning 
to start that relationship with people. You're, you're beginning that interaction, which is all important. And so then what you can do is after a period of time, after you've interacted with other people's content, you can put up your own content and you can tag those people in your own content. So they will then receive a notification that um, you've mentioned them in your particular content. And in many cases, they will then interact with your content. Interact with your content. Uh, okay, so uh, do you think, though, when you actually make a content, uh, it should be like writing format or video format? And if it's video, how long? And do you think this also, like, I'm talking more about LinkedIn especially, like, which is more hot now, video content or, like, writing format content? Look, video is becoming more and more popular because there's very few people doing it and it, it does have some some a strong effect, a strong impact. The key with video is um, it's about 80% of people watch video in silent mode. And so that's why you see the captions that are added to people's videos. Um, and so you, you want to definitely add those captions. And there's a couple of ways of doing that. If you're using an Apple phone, there's an app called Clips. Um, another thing that you can use is a website called Subtitle or there's another website called rev.com. And those, those sites will actually add the content captions for you, or you can do it yourself on a website called wevideo.com. And it's pretty easy to do, but it's important to, to add captions or subtitles to your videos. Um, I believe in a, in a mixture of content, so a mixture of text content on its own, text with pictures or video. So mix it up a little bit. And what's more, the LinkedIn algorithm likes that as well. Well, when you add captions, uh, you know, I've been talking about with uh, one person when we interviewed, her name was Joanne. You know, we were talking about, I believe LinkedIn, uh, did it add like um, international captions or anything? Like international captions, like for non-English speakers? Um, we'll put it this way, with sub, with subtitle, I think we'll do international captions. But with we, we Video, you can add your own captions in any language you like. Well, I believe that is going to be really valuable because LinkedIn is growing rapidly. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, people from Arab, the, the Arabic world, from uh, like Southern Asia, like India, joining in. And some of them, they may know English, but they prefer Indian language because they're more fluent in it, you know, Hindi. And I believe if, if LinkedIn adds like an option to, you know, international captions or you do your own, you're going to get a lot more like, uh, all, you know, people to watch your content. Simply because, um, you know, Indians, like I said, I'm giving an example with them. Their country is really growing in the entrepreneur space, in the business world. And there are also people who just go out there and search for jobs. If you actually make a video about these topics, it's on their language, like the captions. They are going to love it. They are going to follow you. They are going to interact with your content and all of that. You know, you're bringing, you're building a loyal following, even though it's it's not always like native English speakers because I I don't think that does matter. But yeah, I believe if we, if we add international captions, that's going to be a big plus, not a flaw. Absolutely, and I agree with you. I think it comes down to um, who you're trying to reach with your actual content. Yeah, true. And, you know, the uh, thing I, I saw in LinkedIn again is that, um, the, uh, unlike Instagram, 
there's no like trendy, you know, there's no trendy topics. At least I, I wasn't able to see like trendy topics everyone's discussing about. You can see engineers doing videos, you can see like uh, big entrepreneurs doing videos, you can see like job recruiters like making videos and, you know, writing. So I believe that's a really big opportunity right there. If there's not like a lot of trends in the, in the social platform, you can grow, it, it doesn't matter what your title or like work is. Um, LinkedIn currently does, um, and they've only added this recently, um, they do have trending notifications. So um, sometimes people get a notification to say that their content is trending under a particular hashtag. Um, they're working on that and um, it's only going to improve and get better. Oh, and also one more thing, uh, you know, I don't know since when it's out, but LinkedIn actually added uh, the opportunity to make a newsletter, I believe, newsletter. And um, I think that that's also, uh, if you have like more content to share and you don't want to do videos, I believe the newsletter is really like, uh, I would say, uh, opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great opportunity. Um, one of the things that the upgrades that LinkedIn has made um, this year is that it's allowed you to up upload documents as part of your content. So you can upload a, a PDF, you can upload a PowerPoint. Um, and so that gives you a lot of creativity as to what kind of content that you can actually post. And again, but what is it, but how can you actually make a newsletter in LinkedIn? I never actually thought of that. So do you need like an outside program or the LinkedIn actually itself gives you that opportunity? Look, the, for me, the easiest way to do that would be to prepare it first and to save it as a PDF and I would upload it as a PDF. And so I might prepare it as a Word document or personally, I'd probably prepare it as a PowerPoint document and I'd, I'd jazz it up a little bit. I'd, I'd work on the appearance of it, get it looking exactly how I wanted it to present. And uh, then I would save that PowerPoint as a PDF and I'd upload it to LinkedIn and post it as content that way. Hmm, interesting. So for anyone who wants to actually make a newsletter, uh, you know, Derek is actually one someone who can help us. So why don't we, why don't you tell us tell us how can we contact you basically, Derek? Like, which are the best social medias we can get in touch with you? Uh, of course, LinkedIn is one one opportunity, but do you have any websites or emails? Uh, you can find me at LinkedIn under Derek Mildred. You can also find me at uh, my website, which is results-formula.com or results-formula.social. Great. Oh, by the way, make sure to send me all these contacts after we do the calls. I can put them in the description below. And again, my last question for today is because I'm really seeing that value from you. Uh, what do you want to say to my listeners for the end? Like, what is your last advice, a wisdom, or even a quote for them? Like, what do you want to say to them? Just get started. Three words, just get started. doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's content or working on your profile or setting up your profile or interacting with people or searching for people in your target audience or your target market, the key is to just get started. Put one step forwards and just get started. And the more you actually do it, the better at it you'll become. 
just get started. I mean, you know, the starting point is always the hardest, and I believe also the longest, to be honest. You know, uh, when people say I'm just starting out, uh, soon I'm going to be like average, I'm going to be more advanced. Well, not really. You know, the starting is really the longest, the longest period in someone's life. You know, when I started the podcast and I'm still starting it out, it's been like f- uh, four or five months. You know, it's just starting out. So when you say starting out, I just wanted to say that you know. It's a long process starting out. It's not like uh, one or two months. It's going to take a lot of time to actually start out, but then it all gets easier. Anyways, Derek, I want to say one big well. Uh, okay, I just broke my words here. I want to say one big thank you for that contribution to our podcast. I'm sorry for talking a bit of too fast sometimes, which is kind of my problem. Uh, and again, thank you for sharing all of that value with us. We're really appreciating that, and we hope one day we're going to do a second interview and laugh and talk about the first one we did. Sounds good? Sounds good, Nicola. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for the interview today, and it's been great to talk to both you and your audience. Great. I'm sure they, they loved it. They actually took some notes, because if you don't take the notepad or the notebook, I don't think you should listen to the episode. you got to detail everything that gets said, because it's awesome. Anyways, I'll see you soon, Derek. Have an amazing day, and we wish you one big, big goodbye especially with the good part. <laughs> Thank you, Nicola. It's, it, as I said, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I've enjoyed today's uh, interview greatly. So thank you kindly and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now. Sure. See you.